Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, the program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. It's great to be with you today during these troubled, uh, troubling, but also exciting times. And I really appreciate the opportunity to join you. We have a great show for you today. We'll get right into it. Of course, now we are in the heart of election season 2020. And of course, it promises to be one of the most important and impactful elections, certainly at the presidential level in American history. And that, of course, is no exaggeration. But today we are going to focus largely on local candidates, as we so often do on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. We have a great lineup for you. And I'll tell you about our guest right now later in our program. In our final segment, we'll hear from our friend Vito Fira at Network Sound and Video. And Vito's got a lot of great information for you that are relevant to uh, the times right now as we transition from summer into fall. And of course, as we um, all know, we as we uh, continue to be in hurricane season as well. A little bit later, later on the show, we'll hear from Representative Anthony Sabatini, who represents a big part of Lake County in the Florida legislature. Our first guest will be Mr. David Johnson, and he's the property appraiser for Seminole County. Before we go to David, I want to let you know, of course, remind you that Talking Olds, that Roger Frank and Williams show is presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. Generous servings of the finest cuts of beef and cold water Australian lobster served in an atmosphere of old school elegance and sophistication. Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster, located 729 Lee Road, and that's just two blocks west of I-4. Well, now let's go to our first guest on the show today, and that is Mr. David Johnson, property appraiser for Seminole County. David, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Roger, for having me. I'd love the opportunity to connect with your audience. It's great to have you joining us. I've observed the the great job that you have done as property appraiser over the last uh, years, and uh, it's great to have you share a little bit about that with our listeners. First of all, why don't you take this opportunity just to share with our listeners and with me uh, some of the, the major responsibilities of the property appraiser? Sure. And, you know, sometimes uh, I, I, I love this opportunity to kind of try to demystify the office. And one of the things I enjoy most in, in my job is actually going out and speaking to, you know, civic groups and, and that type of thing. But I also like going into individual real estate offices, attorney's offices, and sharing what the office actually does. Because it's fairly specific. We're one of the five constitutional offices that is um, outlined in the Florida Constitution. Myself, the tax collector, the supervisor of elections, the sheriff, and the clerk of the court are the, or the five that make up the constitutional offices. And our responsibilities are very specific as laid out in the Constitution and the statutes. But I think most importantly, and the thing that my other uh, colleagues enjoy the most, is our responsibility is back to the individual property owner, taxpayer, voter in our particular county. Um, I don't work for the county commission. I don't work for the city commission. My bosses are the electorate, okay? And uh, I love that accountability very much. So what the Office of the Property Appraiser does, um, it, it, you know, there's a few things as outlined in the Constitution, but then there's hundreds and hundreds of pages of statutes that give me a little bit more direction. Uh, but basically, we are supposed to uh, locate value of all property, uh, both real and tangible personal property, within, in this particular case, the geographic boundaries of Seminole County, irregardless of the cities. 
Uh, we appraise everything in the cities also. And we're doing this for tax purposes. The other thing that we do, and is as important as, as the assessment of, of property, is we administer all the exemptions that are allowed by law from property taxes. And the primary one that most of your listeners would be familiar with uh, is the homestead exemption. Uh, that is an exemption from taxation of about fifty. What is fifty thousand um, dollars from your assessment? So uh, that's an important piece of the job as much as the assessment of property. So um, that's in a nutshell, and that's a very very quick uh, idea about what we do. And we do this on an annual basis, um, and and again that is prescribed by the state statutes. That's great. Friends, we're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Right now we're speaking with David Johnson. He's a property appraiser for Seminole County. Now I'd like to move from that, David, to, you know, you've served for the last four years on the job. It's election time. You're you're seeking re-election uh, and the support of the citizens. What are the reasons that you chose to, you know, to seek re-election? And what are some of the things that you uh, would like uh, people to know about uh, your, your, the past four years, the things that you've accomplished? Well, and I appreciate that, again, Roger, the opportunity to share that. Um, I, I'm running again because I love what I do, okay, number one. And I, and I love interacting with our constituents and, and our taxpayers. And, and, and uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a certified Florida appraiser, so, and, and my degrees in finance. So that, that's in my wheelhouse about property and uh, finance and that real estate transactions and that kind of thing. So that's, you know, why I love it so much. Uh, what we have been able to accomplish throughout my career um, is um, we, we want to be always very responsive back to our taxpayers and our constituents. Um, I'm very proud of, of our, my staff uh, who has at its core, um, you know, customer service. And, and are, you know, no one likes property taxes. It's not, you know, exciting. Uh, a lot of times taxes are, are, you know, have a bad connotation. But what I always try to tell my folks is, and what we try to do as a, as, a, as a motto here in the office, is to explain how we got there, why this is happening, and, and hopefully answer whatever questions and be accessible as possible. Our website, uh, which has been up for a number of years now, is accessed by millions of different um, transactions every year. And those tra- the, the access is there from folks that are what you might expect in the real estate business or title business or insurance business, but also from our just our taxpayers and our, our property owners who want to see their property information, who want to, you know, get an idea of what stuff is selling for in their neighborhood, what the property is down the street is zoned for. And so all that information makes it very transparent what we do here in the office. And, you know, from an accomplishment standpoint, that is probably the thing I'm, I'm most excited about is continuing to push services out onto uh, the web so that folks can be self-service. And, um, you know, that's been very important this last number of months, as we all know, with, with COVID. And, um, you know, during none of the times that the COVID crisis was going on or still going on at some level, uh, did the office ever stop doing its core mission and, and being responsive to, to our taxpayers? So I want to continue that over the next four years. And, and I will tell you, we are going to have some fallout um, that we're going to have to work with taxpayers on uh, dealing with, you know, property values, especially certain types of properties, uh, because of the effects of, of the economic downturn that's occurring, uh, especially like I said, with retail and, and restaurants and, and the lodging industry. But 
I'm, I'm looking forward to that challenge and, uh, again, trying to be work with our taxpayers as, as much as possible to, um, to help them through this crisis. We're speaking with David Johnson on the program today. He's a property appraiser for Seminole County. He will be on the ballot uh, in this election, seeking re-election. And, Dave, we've got – really appreciate you joining us today. We have time for one more question. And, sure. you know, I'll just ask you – it'll kind of make it a two-parter. First of all, before you go, if you'd like to, I'd love to have you share your campaign website or how people might like – would be able to contact you if they might like to get involved in your campaign and help your effort there. And then, But then secondly, um, the other question, uh, part two, I guess, if you will – is how um, would you encourage people to communicate with the property appraiser's office, uh, the, the citizens, just on a day-to-day basis if they you know, if they have a business to uh, to attend to with the property appraiser's office? Sure, and thanks again for that opportunity, Roger. Um, my campaign website is let's keep David twenty twenty one word let's keep David twenty twenty dot com, and on there you can see my credentials, and some of the major accomplishments that we've had uh, in the office that, again, I'm very proud of. And the other thing that I'm most proud of is is our communication back and forth with our, our constituents and taxpayers. It's, we make it as easy as possible to communicate with the office through our website, and um, that is uh, org. We have a live chat on that, uh, but that's main, that is uh, and all the time. Uh, we allow for folks to do a lot of transactional business, like, for example, filing for homestead exemption using the website. We also, um, like everyone else, we have opportunities to do Zoom meetings, okay? Uh, obviously, email. Uh, we can uh, be contacted by phone. And certainly, uh, we would like for folks to come see us if necessary to do that business. But we find that most of the time, we can take care of most of their transactions either over the phone uh, with uh, the convenience that they want to, to encourage, be encouraged to participate in. But like I said, um, we, we've been doing a number of Zoom meetings now, with um, especially some of our larger property owners who have multiple properties, and that's worked out very well. But um, our website and um, email services is very well done, and we uh, are very responsive to that uh, consistently. So I would encourage that uh, interaction with us. Well, David, thank you for joining us, taking a few minutes to join us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show today. Uh, we wish you uh, best wishes in your, in your campaign, and uh, maybe we'll be able to catch up with you again before the, uh, before the election, before November the 3rd. Very good. Thank you again, Roger, for the opportunity, and have a great day. Friends, David Johnson, he's the property appraiser in Seminole County, and he is one of the people who's on the ballot for re-election uh, in our local offices. In fact, if I understand correctly, um, virtually every single office in Seminole County uh, is contested between a Republican and a Democrat in this 2020 election. We're going to go to break in just a moment, and a little bit later we'll hear from Representative Anthony Sabatini, and then, of course, our friend Vito Fira from Network Sound and Video. Before we go to break, of course, I want to remind you that if you have garage door problems of any kind, Florida Door Solutions has your solution. Florida Door Solutions was founded on the old school foundation of knowledge, professionalism, and commitment to their customers. No garage door problem is too big or too small for Florida Door Solutions, whether it's commercial or residential. You can find them at fladoor.com 
or just give them a call at 866-FLA-DORN. Be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. We'll be right back. Please stay with us. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Hope you're enjoying the show today. It's great to hear from David Johnson, property appraiser of Seminole County, and he will be on the ballot in this general election, in this very exciting and hotly contested election season. Before we uh, later in our uh, this segment, before we go to before we're joined by Representative Anthony Sabatini of Lake County a little bit later, share some more thoughts with you, and we'll shift gears. Um, a little bit to talk more about to talk specifically about the presidential election here in just a few minutes. Of course, before we do that, I want to remind you once again that the Roger Frank and Williams show is presented by Christner's prime steak and lobster and the elected officials and business leaders and community leaders you hear on the Roger Frank and Williams show are presented by Christner's. Also, I want to give you a word from our friends over at Sheeler Auto Repair and let you know that if you have a car, truck, SUV, van, any kind of vehicle that needs servicing or has a problem, I encourage you to get over to see Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos at Sheeler Auto Repair. I've been taking my car to see those guys for literally over 20 years now. In fact, my father was one of their very first customers and I really can't even tell you it's it's uh, how much how much peace of mind it gives me to be able to have that place. You know, when you see that dreaded engine, uh, you know, light go up um, on your on your dash, that to know at least there's somewhere you can take your car uh, with people that you can trust um, and people that will you know that will do a, an outstanding job in getting it fixed uh, at a reasonable price. That's Sheeler Auto Repair. They're located conveniently on at 1908 South Orange Blossom Trail. That's also Highway 441 uh, on the south side of Apopka. And when you go see him, please tell him Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Also want to give a shout out to our friend Dr. Patrick St. Germain and the great people at St. Germain Chiropractic and BurnFatOrlando.com. And let you know that Dr. Patrick St. Germain has been voted, and the great people at St. Germain Chiropractic have been voted best chiropractor for now 15 years in a row. So when you're in pain, call Dr. St. Germain at 855 when in pain. That's 855 when in pain. When you're in pain, call Dr. St. Germain at 855 when in pain. Now I'd like to talk briefly about the presidential election and just how crucial it is. And I think mo- uh, probably virtually everyone that listens to our station and listens to this program knows how crucial. But then again, um, it always, uh, it, this is one particular situation that it's, 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 it's vital um, to not take for granted. <laughs> and, 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 um, and the point I want to make right now is that without getting too heavily into <laughs> inside strategic ba- political baseball, I think it's very reasonable to 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 assume, to speculate that the state of Florida very well could be the state that determines who wins and who loses this very important election. Um, and I think that what I want to talk about right now is things that we can do as individuals to impact 
the result of this election. And surprisingly, and this is one thing that I did that I did not realize or understand until I actually got heavily involved in the political process. And what I mean by that was having been a candidate, running for office myself, and then after that, spending about 20 years um, heavily involved in helping other people run, whether as a, pro- a professional political consultant, whether as a campaign volunteer, um, as, a, as a fundraising chairman, as a media uh, advisor, uh, whatever role um, I took over the past you know, 20 years or, or so um, gave me great insight into the way the, the, the system really worked and specifically how people win elections. And one of the things I, I learned from, from that whole involvement was that the power that one individual has to impact an election, and especially if hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of individuals are doing those very basic uh, and elementary tasks that will help your candidate get elected, um, it's it's extraordinarily powerful, and this is actually the thing that, that gets people elected to office. I would suggest that that was one of the, the reasons Donald Trump got elected in 2016, was aside from all the the television commercials and the highly paid consultants and all these things and of course Trump has fewer consultants highly paid consultants than pretty much any candidate for president in in recent years um and that's cuz he's such a hands-on guy with such a high aptitude of course and uh, of of practical knowledge and wisdom but um which is a good a very good thing but my point is aside from all that it's amazing what individual citizens can do to impact the outcome of an election just in our own, using our own devices. And in the few minutes we have here before we go to the next break and are joined by Representative Anthony Sabatini, I want to talk about a few of those things. And these are things that I didn't read about in a book. It's not something that um, it's uh, conventional wisdom. These are things that I have done myself, uh, both supporting other candidates or um, in, in, in one particular case back in 1988 when I was a candidate myself. These are things, hands-on grassroots tactics that can be utilized by you and me to increase the amount of votes that our candidate gets. And I would strongly suggest that that's what it's going to take from you and me um, to get Donald Trump elected uh, on November, you know, this campaign cycle, which hopefully will be <laughs> will be on November the third and completed by November the fourth. But that's a whole nother equation, and we can avoid we we can make that happen. By doing a few basic things, and, and I've, some of this will be things I've said before, um, it, it, and I personally don't think they can be repeated too often, uh, since we have new listeners every week. Some of you may be hearing about them for the first time, and and don't be, um, don't discount uh, these tactics because they're so simple and so basic, because this is one endeavor where, uh, um, you know, just simple basic common sense uh, and simple basic wisdom. Uh, is what has tremendous impact. First of all, as I've said before, let's all strive to at least influence at least one voter to vote for Donald Trump that wouldn't otherwise would not have. And it's either somebody who, you know, might be uh, leaning to voting for Trump or, 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 or you know, says that they're going to vote for him, but isn't necessarily dedicated to getting themselves to the polls. And there are a lot of people like that. You'd be surprised how many people um, will talk a great political game with you and, you know, might be like-minded with you and me. And then uh, election day comes, they get busy and, wow, they forgot all about it. They didn't go and vote. 
Well, we can't allow that to happen with anybody that we know this year that's going to that we know is going to be a, a Trump voter. So we're going to have to make sure that everybody that we know um, that might that's lukewarm, if you might say, about about actually you know, voting. We need to make sure they vote. And early voting is a, a perfect opportunity to do that. Um, so that's that's number one thing we can do. Um, and, and and for some of us, that might be one person. For some of us, it might be 10. For some of us, it might be 50 or more. Uh, do what you can do. Um, if, if all you can do is, is, is get one person to the polls, do that, and that'll be huge. Um, if you can do more, do more. Um, don't get overwhelmed by the task. Just do what, you, but do what you can do, but just do something and at least make sure one you can get one additional vote for Trump to the polls, and every single one of us can do that. Um, another thing that we can do along those lines is we can let people know who we are we are voting for because you'd be also surprised that for these people out there that are on the middle on the fence not sure who they might vote for and personally i know that you're like i am most of you are like i am you can't imagine how anybody could be on the fence uh first of all between uh trump and uh, donald trump and joe biden uh, kamala harris or uh between any republican and any democrat for that matter but, you know, you'd be surprised. Uh, most people are not as heavily involved in politics as we are. They don't follow it like we are. A lot of people don't pay much attention to it at all, actually. So I can assure you that you know people that are somewhere in the middle and undecided, and they are persuadable. So the next step is to identify who some of these people are. Once again, identify at least one of them and, you know, persuade you know, Tell them why you're supporting Trump and why it's so vitally important that they vote for Trump. And, uh, you know, it it shouldn't be too difficult. I mean, does does this particular person, this theoretical person that we're talking about who's on the fence, do they support the police or they want to see the police go away? (laughs) Well, that's a clear cut issue. Do these people condone um, and support uh, looting, violence, burning down cities? And having, uh, you know, the, the authorities in those particular cities, which are all uh, Democrat-run cities and, and, um, and states, um, are, are they fine with that? <laughs> are they fine with, with uh, the mayors and, uh, uh, you know, powers that be just sitting there like they are in Portland and in Seattle and just allowing thugs and anarchists to burn their city down? Well, if, they, if they're not okay with that, then they need to go vote for Trump. And these are very, this is not sophisticated political science here. Um, these are very simple and basic concepts that everybody can understand. Uh, but the thing, the point I'm making to you is that we know people, you and I know people that don't don't understand that. They don't follow that closely. They don't see it that way. We have to take that initiative and share that with them. Um, one more, do, do, uh, do, do we appreciate our Second Amendment rights? Uh, these people that are, um, that you know, that we know that are on the fence, uh, Second Amendment rights, which mean the, the the right to keep and bear arms. Well, one candidate wants to continue uh, to um, have our Second Amendment rights. The other side, which are the Democrats, Biden and Harris, want to take our Second Amendment rights away. So these are three basic issues. We can talk to anybody out there who's undecided, um, and we can share them and help make things a little bit more clear for them who they should be voting for. And once again, if we do that with just one person, it could if it will have an amazing impact right here in Florida, which be, could be the state that decides the whole thing. You know, get and and make sure those people, anybody you know who's voting for Trump, make sure 
Don't take it for chance. Make sure they get to the polls and they cast that vote, whether it's early voting, whether it's absentee voting, whether it's on Election Day. That's what we need to do to save our republic. You're listening to The Roger Franklin Williams Show. We'll be right back with Representative Anthony Sabatini. So please stay with us. Welcome back to The Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to have you joining us today. Of course, our topic are the 2020 elections all the way from our local races all up to the presidential election, which, as I've said before, now really it's um, you can't really say it too many times, but it's also pretty obvious. Uh, certainly uh, the most crucial election, not only in my lifetime, I think uh, very likely in American history, certainly recent American history of the past hundred plus years or so. Um, and we'll be... We might be talking a little bit about that with our next guest. Our next guest is Representative Anthony Sabatini. He's a state representative, represents a big part of Lake County, and he is on the ballot. He does have Democrat opposition, and we'll be talking to him in just a moment. Before we go back to Representative Anthony Sabatini, of course, I want to remind you that the Roger Franklin Williams Show is presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster, generous servings of the finest cuts of beef and cold water Australian lobster, served in an atmosphere of old-school elegance and sophistication. Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster, located 729 Lee Road, Orlando, just two blocks west of I-4. And I want to give you this word from uh, the guys up at up at Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair. Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair is your one-stop center for all of your lawn and garden needs. Popka Moore carries the best brands in the power equipment industry and is your home for steel power equipment products, plus Skag, Toro, and Bad Boy Moors. Popka Moore also has a full line of top quality generators at affordable prices. Come up and see them at 2975 West Orange Blossom Trail, that's Highway 441, between Plymouth Sereno Road and the 429 on the north side of Apopka. Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair. They sell the best, and they fix the rest. Find out more at apopkamower.com. Now let's go to Representative Anthony Sabatini. Uh, Representative Sabatini, thanks for joining us today. Hey, Roger. Thanks for having me on. You know, why don't we start with your campaign and your reelection bid. Now you um, had, in your previous appearances on the show, um, had shared about about a real badge of honor uh, that you have. And that is that uh, you know, you had done such a great job over the past two years in the legislature, you know, uh, advancing com- and, 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 uh, conservative principles and constitutional liberties, that Democrats were literally lining up to run against you. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, you in the, in the primary you had more pro- you know, uh, Democrats vying for the opportunity to run against you than anybody any st- state rep in the state. Uh, I, I suspect that yeah, I guess that's that's been pared down to one now. Um, can, can you just talk a little bit about the dynamics of your race? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, last time the big news was like I had more Democrats running against me than any elected Republican at any level in the state of Florida, actually, even local or state senate or uh, federal, and uh, that was pretty exciting. But uh, I think the new market distinction now I'm kind of proud of is uh, I got the highest rated score by Club for Growth, which is the gold standard for economic conservatism and economic liberty uh, in our country. I got the highest score in the Florida legislature. So I'm pretty excited about that. Of course, uh, 
the Democrats aren't too happy about that. And so it's just giving them more fuel to want to try to attack me because they don't believe in economic freedom. They don't believe in capitalism. They don't believe in a free economy. And they, you know, at the heart of that is the fact that they certainly don't re- believe in personal responsibility and personal choice. So that's what this election is really going to be all about. I have a West Channel 2 debate coming up in about a little bit less than a month um, on West Channel 2 with my Democrat opponent. And I think that's what's really going to come down to. Do you want a, a country or a state that's open and free and uh, growing and pro-growth, or do you want something that the, the government's in charge and growth is dwindling down to, you know, 1%, maybe negative growth, and, you know, the government's rationing everything and telling you what to do and creating inefficiencies both in the economy and in your life? Uh, and that, that's really the biggest question I think anybody has going forward. You know, forget about the tweets and forget about all the – the minutia that the media tries to throw at you all day with Biden and Trump, it's, 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 it's just clearly about do you want to protect capitalism or do you want to begin what used to be a slow march, but now is a really a quick, quick pace towards a, a socialist economy? And I think most Floridians at this point still believe in freedom. And uh, that's why I feel confident that Trump will win the state of Florida at, at a minimum and probably win the exact uh, amount of states he won last time. Friends, we're speaking with Representative Anthony Sabatini. He represents a big part of Lake County in the Florida legislature. He uh, is seeking re-election here in 2020. Now, one thing that caught my eye, I mean, you're always one of the more exciting, dynamic uh, political figures to to keep uh, an eye on um, here in Central Florida and Florida was, you know, and I follow you on Facebook. You know, we're Facebook friends. But, um, you know, there's, you know, the Sentinel does their annual editorial board um, interviews and then endorsements, and you actually, um, you know, decline, shall we say, the opportunity to to participate in that, um, and you, uh, you know, informed them of that in, in a letter which you posted on Facebook. Can you share a little bit about that, about that decision and, and situation? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you're talking about the Pennsylvania decision. Well, well no, if I understood correctly, you uh, chose not to, to be interviewed by the Orlando Sentinel? Oh, I apologize. I admit, I was thinking you were thinking of another uh, issue. The yeah, this week uh, I did what I've been telling candidates to do for years. I've always told them to do this because uh, I've never had the opportunity to do it myself. But for the first time ever, you know, I ran for city commission, won, got ran for the state house, and won both the primary and the general. But it wasn't until this month that I've ever asked been asked by the Orlando Sentinel to sit down for an interview with them. I've, no, I've always known they've done this. I've always known the editorial board of the Orlando Sentinel and a lot of these liberal newspapers have done this, but I've never had it happen to me where they've actually requested I sit down and, uh, you know, for the purposes of then issuing an endorsement to somebody in the race. And so what I've always told people to do is uh, basically just tell them that they're radical leftist uh, propaganda machines and therefore they're not deserving of sitting down with any candidate, not just Republican, but any candidate who cares about the future of our state in a, in a free and open press. So I wrote them a, a nice five-paragraph letter de- politely declining to interview and letting them know that uh, anyone whose political beliefs are similar to theirs, which are somewhere between Antifa and Hugo Chavez on the political spectrum, uh, is not in any position to make a a formal and objective endorsement of who's best to lead Florida. 
And then additionally, that the worst thing ha- happening in the news right now is the editorial board and the editorialization of the news. You read the front page, and it used to read the way that the back page read 20 years ago. You know, the back of the newspaper is always where the editorials were. That's where the opinions were, and it's fine. They kept it to one page. But what's happened is they've gotten increasingly more liberal and more open in their bias. All those opinions have crept into the front page, and now their normal factual stories are really just disguised opinion pieces. You can, you never see just a normal headline anymore. Uh, to give you one example, I saw a headline two weeks ago when DeSantis asked for some basic information from the cities and counties about what COVID regulations they had. And the headline said, uh, DeSantis asked for COVID regulations from cities and counties. Uh, and then it says, and then it says, comma, he won't say why. <laughs> okay. So, you know, back in the day, a normal newspaper coming to say, COVID makes, you know, uh, DeSantis makes requests of COVID regulations from cities and counties. But this, these days, they always have the temptation that they, they certainly can't resist to include some other kind of implication or something to paint your opinion or just get you thinking differently about the story before you even read the facts. So when it, trying to do by including the uh, the assertion disguised as a, a factual reporting uh, that um, he won't say why, that he has something to hide, uh, that he's running away, he's, not, he's being invasive about the truth, uh, he's got a secret plan, he's concocting something, all these different implications put into the headline. And so I just told them straight up, you know, this you guys are in a really bad position for less than 41% of the United States still believes uh, that the news is an objective entity, the all-time low. That's the second lowest, I think, actually all of American history. It's an all-time recent low. And uh, the only way they can fix it is getting the editorial board out of the traditional news cycle and newspaper reporting. So, therefore, I've, I've refused to do an interview. And uh, it was fun. You know, thanks for sharing that with you. I, I commend you for for your courage there to stand up that way and, and so explicitly. And uh and to address it so directly, and I, I agree uh, 100% with everything that you just said. In fact, it's something we talk about on the show from time to time. Uh, certainly, I have a certain uh, strong interest in that whole topic because I actually was a journalism major at the University of Florida, and this was back so long ago that it was actually uh, we were taught legitimate journalism, um, uh, and and with a, with a real, with a real reverence for object, objectivity and fairness and reporting the facts. And, and things like this. And, um, you know, it, it literally breaks my heart to see what, what so-called journalism has, 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 has become now and, um, and, and, and what it's become is everything that you just said. So I, you know, I appreciate you for addressing it, uh, you know, head on in the way that you did. Um, well, listen, it's been great to have you join us. Um, we've got about a minute left. Anything else you'd like to share, uh, um, you know, uh, before, before you sign off? Well, uh, you know, there's a lot going on in the state right now. I'm, I'm pushing the governor as hard as I can to open up the state to phase three. We're waiting uh, for that to happen. I really believe we should be completely open at this point. There shouldn't be any government in the picture of what's happening in this economy. People know what the risks are, and they're ready to return to normal. Most Floridians have returned to normalcy, and they, they're they're over the uh, trumped-up uh, government uh, uh, sort of uh, ill-fitted, misrepresented government response to the virus. And so we should at least be in phase three, which is 75% occupancy for all businesses, and then quickly move to phase four, which I believe is the final phase when there's very little left 
for the state to do. I think we're already there, and uh, we need to just make sure the government's there too. No, I appreciate your efforts there. Um, you know, you've been at the forefront probably as, as much, if not more, than anybody else in the country in trying to bring some sanity uh, and, and keep our freedom and liberties open and, and, and keep the country open or, or get it open. Well, it's great to have you joining us today, and you know, best wishes um, you know, on November 3rd, and we'll probably be talking to you before then. Thanks a lot, Roger. Have a great week, and talk to you soon. Thank you. Representative Anthony Sabatini, we're friends you're listening to the Roger Frank and Williams Show. We'll be right back in a moment. Please stay with us. Welcome back to the Roger Frank and Williams Show. We're glad you're joining us today. Hope you're enjoying the show. Right now, we're pleased to be joined by our long t- good friend and longtime supporter, Vito Fira of Network Sound and Video. And Vito's got some great tips for us about making our memories last forever and also preserving and protecting them. Before we go to Vito, of course, I want to remind you that the Roger Franklin Williams Show and the great guests you hear on the Roger Franklin Williams Show, like today's lineup of Representative Anthony Sabatini, property appraiser for Seminole County, David Johnson, and Vito Fira of Network Sound and Video are presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster, the best steak in any restaurant, in any city, at any price. Reservations recommended. Call 407-645-4443. Also want to give a shout out to our friends over at Florida Door Solutions. Do you have garage door problems? Florida Door Solutions has your solution. And you can find them at 866-FLA-DOOR. And of course, our the guys over at Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair. It's where they sell the best and they fix the rest. Let's go to Vito Fira of Network Sound and Video. Uh, Vito, thanks for joining us today. I know that you're slammed and very busy, but thanks for you know, pulling yourself away uh, to take a few minutes to spend with us today. Roger, great to be with you, and happy summer. What a great summer it's been for us here at Network Sound and Video. And why don't we talk right now, of course, um, you know, <laughs> without saying it's uh, been a strange year. You know, tremendous obstacles, of course, the, as, um, you know, dominated by the whole COVID-19 um, um, uh, situation, shall we say. And it's affected various people, various uh, businesses differently. Um, and I know that uh, actually um, it's affected, uh, you know, Network Sound and Video, but you've been able to adapt. And um, just tell us a little bit about how, how, how things are going uh, with you at Network Sound and Video. First of all, I just want to say thank you so much for all of your listeners out there, and uh, they have been so tremendous in bringing in all this different material throughout this COVID season. And uh, I'd like to also say that we had not missed one day, not one business day since we uh, since this COVID started. People thought that we were one of the most essential businesses that they could ever uh, come by and visit because it's so important for them to keep all their family memories. That's what we do. We restore and archive anything that's in audio and, and video, pictures, photos, slides, and everything else, and they had been bringing them in. Uh, we were doing curbside drop-off and pick-up the first uh, month, month and a half, but now we're fully open. Doors are here, regular hours. They can come in at any time, call, or, or even just drop by without any appointment. So it's been terrific, and I'll tell you what, the folks have been just going through closets, attics. They've been going through garages, underneath beds, inside of their cabinets, pantries, 
Then after they sort through stuff and they bring in everything that they have found, audio, video-wise, records, tapes, slides, pictures, uh, 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 camcorder cassettes, then they go to their mom's house and say, hey, mom, I know we have some there. And they'll raid their parents' house, and they come in with all that. And then they bring their mother back in because they wanted to see this, our little museum here. And so we were just been like just going crazy with phones and people just coming in and dropping by. It's just a pleasant experience. And we've been very, very blessed to be so busy at this time of year when you would think, that okay, summer's a little slower, but it's not. It's been amazing. And people have found every imaginable thing and brought it in for a restoration, and they're thrilled with it. And we are just uh, so thankful for all of that. Now, along those lines, as we talk about every year at this time, um, um, in addition to everything else we have to deal with right now, uh, we are you know, officially in hurricane season right now. Fortunately, we have not been hit uh, thus far, but of course, hurricane season is going to last for several more months now. Um, and the thing that we always like to encourage our listeners to do is to be proactive and you know, make plans to preserve your precious memories in the event that we do take the brunt of it, as we have in several times in recent years, um, and have our houses flooded or have to evacuate and um, you know, have leaks that cause damage and things like that due to either the hurricanes or the heavy rains associated with them and the tropical storms, et cetera. So I'd just um, like to have you share with our listeners what they can do to, to get one step ahead of all that. Well, everything's happening in real time right now, and as you watch TV and you watch on the West Coast with all the fires, and it's hard, it's just just heartbreaking some of the things that are happening with the the forest fires out there and how many thousands and thousands of acres have been destroyed and homes and everything on the West Coast. And happening right now in real time is this Hurricane Sally that's coming in on the coast, and it's just going at practically no speed. So people have to evacuate in either case, whether it's a hurricane or with these forest fires. And the thing with uh, restoring the old media, the old media was generally heavy or bulky or awkward in its uh, in its age. I mean, you take a bunch of record albums. If you have 30 or 40 of those record albums, you can hardly pick them up off the floor, for instance. If you've got videotapes, even a box of 25 or 30, people say they can't believe how big the old videotapes were and the cameras that they used to haul around. Uh, and so the older formats like film came in tin canisters, and they'll have a box of maybe 10 in a box. The thing must weigh 25 pounds just it just in the, the large capacity of how the media was created back then. The digital media is so small and light, easy to move. It's easy to grab off of a shelf if you had to evacuate. So if someone told you, look, you've got to get out, you, one of the things you want to do, of course, you grab family, friends, pets, uh, you know, uh, cash, and also all of those family memories, so those things are not lost should, God forbid, something happen to their home or their property. So the digital format, some of them, are, you can be like on a disc, like CD or DVD, flash drives that you could put in your pocket. You can just take them and put them in a purse, get out real quickly, and have all those new formats in, uh, secured with you, with your body, with as you have to leave or you have to, to resort to evacuation. It's also easy and great to, to travel with if they've got to get on a plane and just get to, to go on vacation or, or take them somewhere else that people hadn't seen these in years and years. So that's what's nice about it. It's not just restoring it from old media to a new, new media, but it condenses it down into probably like, you know, one-tenth the size. And the weight is just, you know, it's minuscule compared to a stack of videotapes or camcorder tapes or, or records or reels and, and such. So... That's the main thing that's so nice about it, about, about just the travel or, you know, like I said, heaven forbid, if you have to evacuate, 
they can pick it up, secure it, know that you've got all those memories with you along with everything else. Friends, right now we're speaking with Vito Fira of Network Sound and Video. It's where your memories last forever. They're located conveniently at 2520 Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood. You can also find them, just give them a call at 407-834-8555. And, of course, you can find them 24-7-365 at NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. And, you know, as we've talked about, uh, Vito, one of the great things that you and Rhonda provide are wonderful gifts, one-of-a-kind gifts that with, with, with meaning that will be cherished forever, for a lifetime, um, for those, our, our, our loved ones and, and closest friends and family. And, you know, of course, Christmas uh, is not that far away now. Um, and why don't you just tell us about some, some ideas for, for gifts and also, um, you know, your situation in terms of gifts, preparing, you know, gifts for the rest Absolutely. of the year. Absolutely. And the, um, what folks tell us is when they come in, they bring, like, say, a bucket of VCR tapes, camcorder tapes, high eights. Uh, all the different various formats, they're they're planning our, on Christmas already, so we are stacking up Christmas gifts like you can't believe. And they're all saying that I've got three children, so once we make these masters up, let's make a couple extra copies for the kids. So they're thinking, this is a great Christmas gift. I don't know a kid alive that doesn't like to watch himself on a TV screen. It's like they come in, look at that, Mom, it's me. Well, the fun thing is these parents, these, some of these are even grandparents that bring these, these uh, things in, that are of their kids, right, and their children are 40 or 50 years old, and they've got kids and grandkids, and they just go nuts watching their parents when they were little, you know. It's the funniest thing, like riding bicycles, and, and Mom, look at your hair. I can't believe your hair <laughs> looked like that back then. Dad, those shorts you were wearing, they're, they're obscene, practically, you know. They're so short. So it's really fun to, to watch all this stuff and to hear the people say that they're, they're packing these things away, and it's a great thing to do for for actual for for Christmas gifts. So that's what they're doing, especially, and it's a, it's a good time to get them in because Roger, I'll tell you, nothing transfers over quickly here. Everything that we do when we archive these things, they go slow in real time. They have to transfer, and we tediously take them and and create you know disc titles for everything. It's all typeset onto the discs. Same way with flash drives, all the file folders get names and numbers. So it takes a while to get all that in here. And if they're thinking about doing something like that, it does make an extraordinary gift at Christmas or any time. But just please do get in and get them in as soon as possible so that we can fulfill that for this year. Absolutely. Bottom line, Network Sound and Video, Vito and Rhonda can come up with the perfect gift for Christmas uh, for the person at the top of your list or people at the top of your list. But get in now. Now is the time to get over to see Vito and Rhonda. And, of course, you can find them at 2520 Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood. Or just give them a call at 407-834-8555. Well, Vito, it's been great to have you join us. Um, you know, any, anything else you say uh, before we close up, uh, sign off today? Well, I always like to just thank your great listeners out there because they do listen. They listen. One gentleman came in and said, "You know, I listen to your commercials or your your uh, your radio shows, you know, with Roger." And he said, "I listen to every single word, and I make sure that uh, you know I buy by the things that you the advice that you give us." And uh, it's a great thing. That's it's just wonderful for that your listeners do that. And we we thank you, and we thank them for listening. And uh, praise God, we've been so busy here, and um, we just we hope for a, a great uh, successful fall season. Well, it's happy to hear that great report, and um, I'll be over to see you soon. 
Very good. Well, some memories Thanks, of my Roger. own. Great to see you. Great to hear you. Thank you, Vito Fira, Network Sound and Video. And I said, but one more time, you can find him at 2520 Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood. Drop by and see him. They'd love to see you. Or give him a call at 407-834-8555. And yes, if uh, you call during business hours, a live person will actually answer the phone and they'll be happy to hear from you. And of course, you can find him online at any time at NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. Well, friends, I appreciate you joining us today. It's been great to be with you. I want to thank our producer, Jeff, and, of course, the great guests that we had on our show today, Vito of Network Sound and Video, Representative Anthony Sabatini, and David Johnson, property appraiser for Seminole County. Thank you for joining us, and have a wonderful day.